Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new episode of Flesh Wound Farce, where we review and discuss your and our favorite comedy films. This is the world's first and only combination trivia host and professional wrestling announcer of Chilean descent that currently resides in Southern California, Ozzy V. And with me as always on this program, first in the Northern California Bay Area, world-famous juggler Greg Larson. How you doing, Greg? It's been Spider-Man week, so uh, yeah. I am fantastic. How about yourself, Ozzy? I'm good. Uh, there's uh, uh, one of the cats here is uh, a little vocal, so I apologize if you they're trying to add in their two cents about the film we're going to speak about today. I'll go ahead and translate for you if necessary. But also with us, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Flesh Wound producer Todd, nine times out of ten chilling. Are we at that 90 percentile today? We are. I was just going to shout out Greg for the... Perfect jersey choice tonight. Uh, Holy Toledo, that is fantastic. Which, so, by the way, Christopher Lloyd's birthday today as we're recording this. Look at that as of when, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording this on October 22nd. Happy freaking birthday to Christopher Lloyd. For those listening on the audio version of this program, Greg is sporting. Actually, you want to tell them where you got the jersey and describe it for them. Uh it's another one of my many geeky jerseys from geekyjerseys.com, not a sponsor. Um, but this is a uh, Back to the Future Hill Valley Gigawatts jersey. So it's the second edition of their. Uh, well, now we have to ask. Jerseys. What's the number on the back? Oh, oh, come on. 85. 85? Yeah. See? <laughs> wait, a other... second, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, what? I mean, okay, I get 85, but I mean, like, if it's the gigawatts, it should either be two one or it should be eighty eight for the miles per hour. No, yeah, that's fair. That is very fair. But Most I understand eighty five. I understand yeah. eighty five. Yeah, yeah, I mean the yeah, yeah, totally do. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, well, there's only a few jerseys that do anything but the uh, year for the movie, oh, um, like the Kevin Smith jerseys, which all come with thirty seven. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and to reference why Greg is choosing to wear this jersey as we review today's film, which is The Dream Team, which does star Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle, and Stephen First. It was released on April 7th, 1989. Todd, do you have a trailer available? And if so, could you please roll it? Hey, Kenny, put your game face on. Here we go. <laughs> I'll tell you something, that's the best backhand I've ever seen on Thor's Angel. Four major league psychotics were on a field trip to a ball game when their doctor disappeared. Run into one complication. Murder. What'd you say? Now. We ran into a little snag out here. Somebody's trying to kill Dr. Weitzman. I fear my doctor may have been seized by the Romans. They're on their own. <laughs> kind of wanted by the police right now. Bummer. They're off their medication. Would someone please take me back to my room? And they're about to give the world a dose of reality. We gotta pull Whitesman out of the hospital before those two cops come back. Those four nuts are still rattling around somewhere. There's an APB out on them. Look out! We came to town to see a ball game. Now they want to give us the chair. Hold it. I love New York. Bring your kids. Have them arrested. Do some time in the Big Apple. Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle. Stephen first. This is crazy. I can relate to that. We're getting better. Yeah. 
the dream team. Arise and walk, my son. Coming soon to a theater near you. <laughs> Dang it. Why do they got to keep one of the best lines out of the movie? Oh, man. Okay, so that was the trailer for The Dream Team, again, released on April 7th, 1989, rated PG, with a runtime of 113 minutes, directed by Howard Ziff, written by, rather, John Connolly and David Lanka, starring, as mentioned before, Michael Keaton, Christopher Lloyd, Peter Boyle, and Stephen First, and also a young James Remar, for any of uh, Dexter fans out there. It was kind of trippy to see him with all black hair. Uh, Those Dexter fans, he played Dexter's father on the show, Dexter. On Showtime, but uh, initial thoughts on this. This was one of the films I had checked out when uh, Netflix was still giving out the or not giving out, but when you were able to still get discs from Netflix, this is one of the first ones I saw. I went on a huge Michael Keaton kick. I think, uh, overall, I think Michael Keaton's comedic performances are severely underrated, and he's finally getting some credit with some work that he's been doing recently. But I think, uh, you have movies like this and some others where he just does such a great job. and. It's a I, you can tell that not a lot of people are familiar with the comedic Michael Keaton and this only pairing him or to put him together with Christopher Lloyd and Peter Boyle and Stephen First was such a great group of people together. And we saw some lines in the trailer that weren't specifically in the movie. And I just must have thought the director just must have let him go sometimes. And then they just cut out the best of whatever they had. <clears throat> but uh, you had. A myriad of things going on in this movie that felt like a live action cartoon and it was so much fun to keep up with uh but i was so glad to revisit it because when we were on a michael keaton kick this is one that i had to recommend just because of i've just been such a huge man fan of the movie since i first saw it greg yet never heard of this movie um but once i looked it up and i saw who was in it i was like okay we're we're in for a good time so it's there's no way uh just especially with christopher lloyd michael keaton and peter boyle like that and i feel bad for the other guy like i don't even remember his name right now steven first yeah yeah flounder from animal house oh no kidding oh, yeah. yeah so it quite i mean it is the dream team you had young uh the young frankenstein's monster flounder from animal house doc from back to the future and by that point mr mom or well, Batman had just come out the year prior, but that might have been the first version of the Justice League. That's that's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> I would love a Snyder cut of this. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Batman also eighty nine? It is eighty nine. I, I, so sorry, I just I, don't know which one came out first, though. I'd want to, I'd imagine DC would be like a summer blockbuster yeah. hit. So this, I was in school. So I remember I had to go to school late the next day. Oh, okay. I'm well, curious. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Well, you look, are you able to look that up when you gave some initial thoughts on this? Cause that's something that uh, we still need to get from you. Oh, okay. I didn't know I didn't yet. Um, yeah. Um, this one, I, 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 I saw it when it first came out. I don't really, it's when I, every time I watch, I kind of don't remember the last time I watched it. So it's always like a new experience. Um, not when I really go back to that often though. So I enjoy it is my initial thoughts. There's a, a little bit of it. That seems like such like the classic eighties comedy. Then somebody witnesses something and then hilarity ensues. 
Uh, it feels like it's just a, like a few years too late. Yes, I I would agree because it just come out eighty nine. This this does seem like something that would have been perfect for like an early to mid eighties. Um, something similar to what we saw in Hear No Evil, See No Evil, like that same kind of idea. People believe other people did the killing and all this other hilarity ensues based on the what we see. So, um, just to follow up. Yes, this actually beat Batman by about two months. This came out, what you say, April seventh? Yeah, and Batman eighty nine, June. Oh, yeah, June June twenty three. So, so this was before. I mean, at this point, pe- people saw Michael Keaton as being casted for Batman as kind of like a joke kind of thing, and Which that's probably an ongoing why. thread. Oh yeah, it, it goes back. Anytime, I mean, like whoever that if if anybody's casted as Batman and somebody and a lot of people are like, oh, that should be good. It's going to suck because I think <laughs> every single Batman that's been selected, like even Christian Bale and, and even like the newer ones, even Ben Affleck, I'll, I'll be guilty of that. Yeah. I didn't think we Who could believe he could that. play a fucking millionaire? God damn it. Who believe he could play a millionaire with women around him? That's such a stretch for him. I meant Batman, not Bruce Wayne. Like because George Clooney, for example, and Bat- I'm, I'm the last thing I'll say, George Clooney was a great bruce wayne terrible batman right so but anyway i i, I don't just remember to, any, to, to prove your point i don't remember anyone bitching about george clooney either <laughs> like the other ones that's why it was one of the considered one of the worst batman movies. yeah that's why i'm like yeah yeah oh george clooney from er he should be good and then <laughs> stay cool <laughs> All right, I apologize. Let's jump into some of these favorite moments from this movie. What I really enjoyed about this is it seemed it wasn't it didn't have you. Okay, so last week we reviewed Scary Movie, and that was the kind of movie that was designed to hit you. Two two weeks, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, I apologize. Two weeks ago, we reviewed Scary Movie, and it just hit you over and over with line after line after line after line. This was. I mean, this was a comedy from the 80s, so there's mm-hmm. more story focus there. But I was so intrigued at where the story was going to go. And it was the situations themselves that were hilarious. Peter Boyle thinking he's Jesus Christ walking into a uh, an, like a, a mass like that and him saying what he said. Just that's I mean, you can't just point out and say, oh, I liked this line. It's like these moments are fantastic. That was right. my biggest problem with this one. Is that it, you had a hard? You couldn't pick out lines. You had to pick out moments. Like, uh, go ahead, Todd, kick it off. No, oh, okay, of course I don't. I, if I just said I can't, because I know I can't really like find one. Like as I was watching it, I normally like okay, that line you know grabbed me. I'll write it down. But then like the the line from the trailer, the you know I mean there's missing stuff. So like I was like that really made me laugh. I wish it would have been in there. Um, so like I don't really have like even. You know, the one thing, and this is a weird moment to pick because it frustrates me, but that's why it works. When he's trying to talk to them on the phone, Michael Keaton's character, and they all just keep talking and making it sound crazier and crazier. Like he's just <laughs> trying to like, you know, b- believe this, but then you have, you know, Tim talking, you know, and it's just uh, very frustrating, but I did laugh about it. Gotcha. Greg? Well... There's a lot of great moments, and I don't even say that this is my favorite of them. Like, it is way up there, but I have to use this one. When uh, Jack was like, 
you told me you played for the New York Rangers. And Billy goes, are you saying I didn't? And then the doctor says, attacking a referee on the ice doesn't make you a hockey player either. (laughs) (laughs) Just all those bits and those characters he went into of his stories, each and every one were fantastically fun. Absolutely. And there is two things I wanted to bring up, two specific moments, because one moment was a moment that I believe everybody can enjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. The second moment that really like made me lose breath from laughing so hard is because one of these characters reminds me of somebody that Greg and I used to work with that went by the name of London. And there's a scene <laughs> when, and specifically it's Christopher Lloyd's play character playing the character of Henry. Uh, they're in a retail store and while Billy, Michael Keaton's character, is speaking to the, the owner of the shop, they had turned and like the camera had just seen, wanted to show what Henry was doing and he's going through the clothes. <laughs> and this sounded such like that coworker I used to have, a good friend of mine named London, where he'd say, oh, you have the largest mixed in with the extra largest. I don't even want to look in the sock drawer. <laughs> I I had a hard time keeping my composure and anybody that knows what I'm talking about, you just got to see the movie just for that. Uh, now the, the moment that I think everybody can enjoy equally was you had, uh, there was a situation where Michael or Billy, Michael Keaton's character was talking to Stephen first character. Who's driving a van at this point. Stephen first plays a character named Albert, Albert, this might get dangerous. You better give me that gun. So when he hands them the gun, he points the gun at him. (laughs) And I couldn't stop. I couldn't. I couldn't continue. That was, like I said, there's there's not just like a one-liner or just like one of these like joke punch like quick gags. It's like these moments that are built up. You have to understand the complete situation of everything that's going on to truly appreciate each moment as it comes. And I, I think it would do this film a disservice to talk about it's or not to not talk about it rather it's character development from the beginning you had everybody with their own personal issues but as the film progressed they got over those issues and they actually worked together as a team Mm -hmm. uh you had a situation when they're all in a jail cell and albert stephen first's character uh calls a name to billy michael keaton's character in the jail cell and billy's character is excited because he finally said something you know and and it's just so fun to see, and it's a, it's a good ride all around. Greg, had I asked you your moment yet? I can't recall. Yes. Oh, wait. Yes, 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 we did. So I think we all got ours. So going into the ratings with this, it's strange because I totally want to give this a five, but it has to be understood from the context that it is an 80s movie. So you got to be prepared for the hair, the style, quality, uh, or whatnot, but the story itself, as as just a movie, just to sit down and really enjoy, and not really worry about, am I laughing enough for this mm-hmm. to be, you know, for to reach that threshold? You're not really worried about laughing anymore. You're just so intrigued at the situation, and you're being ent- entertained by the situation that you just want to keep watching till the very end. Yeah. So, having said that, I will go on and say I'm giving it a five for me. Wow. That's that's a pretty high rating. Um, I understand it's a high rating, and this might be specifically for me because I enjoyed the movie itself, and I 
specifically, I can maybe see more of a neutral standing. Like I'm, it's almost like I'm grading this on the inner space curve. Like to me, inner space is like 17 stars, but to the average person it might be like four. Right. I get right. that. So with dream team, to me, I enjoyed it enough to have that five, but I can understand if maybe you guys were at a three or a three and a half. I love planting little seeds of doubt with Ozzy to make him be like, let me get defensive about my score. Cause I give it a five, two. Like, <laughs> I think oh, it's no. I know what I got. Oh, I, 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 no seri- to push. I get a serious question though. Okay. Because yeah. I mean, Ozzy's always, you know, I'm always the one picking problematic movies, but this one is very problematic too. In what? Well, in the fa- there's there's some things that didn't age well. Sure. Even the premise you couldn't do today. It's kind of like the ringer. That's, You're kind of okay. stuck in like. But if it was what I picked, it it was totally of the time. I'd be hearing it the whole thing. Let's not get no, no, but it there's, is. It could be said that this is a great testament to when you stop over medicating which is a very new thing and start using actual therapy people can get out of things so i think it's a great testament to this day and age <laughs> well i stayed corrected so therefore well, okay. i will it okay so go ahead oh, you, you, you I'll technically it corrected because you're not standing but go ahead I, i'm a four on it i do enjoy it and i think it's a good time but it's it's weird because it doesn't stick with me because every time I watch it, I don't really remember it. I will say when it an argument can be made to say this movie could not could not be made today, but there is an argument that can be said that it can be made today because if you look at the four individuals, mm-hmm. first look at Michael Keaton, Billy Caulfield. He seems like he probably was convicted of a crime and then pleaded insanity. Right? Yep. You don't. That's that's his right. So you're not really caricaturing something that's something that could be in the real world right Mm -hmm. then you have christopher lloyd who was working his played by name character henry working in for the department of sanitation and then develops schizophrenia and thinks he's a doctor the way he played it wasn't like a caricature it was as though someone just actually he was just playing the role and playing it real. He wasn't trying mm-hmm. to be funny. Things just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing can be said for Peter Boyle, Jack McDermott, who thought he was Jesus, which isn't necessarily that offensive. You guys think it could be done today. And if it was done in the way that he did it, I don't think nobody would have batted an eye and everybody would just would have been fine. It's hilarious. And then finally you had Stephen First's character who would only speak in baseball terms out loud. That's an interesting concept. And I understand your point. Like, sure, there's probably because people get upset over everything um, to a certain degree. But I think with this, you could probably get away with more than what you initially thought. Just, just by the by, in the in the way they actually portrayed their characters, they weren't. The problem is, is they wouldn't get to portray those characters because you can't act anymore because you have to have whatever it is you're supposed to be portraying. It's weird. Oh, I, 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 I see what you're saying. However, uh, I don't think there is an individual out there that speaks in only baseball terms. So <laughs> there is. There's a loophole. There's a loophole. I believe. I was actually just giving you, giving you some crap, but it is true. I mean, if it's Ozzy and I are just trying to not get this movie canceled. That's all. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
down i don't want somebody saying this and they like oh i gotta see this because there's some really bad stuff it's not it's it's very (laughs) very light there are some things that didn't age well but it is nowhere near uh, yeah it's it's light it's not anything like in like in late 70s early 80s or even early 70s if you will Uh, so it's a five from me five from greg four from todd this is unfortunately not as of october 22nd unfortunately not available to stream anywhere but uh, if you're a fan of Michael Keaton comedic roles and you're a fan of Christopher Lloyd, you're a fan of Peter Boyle, you're a fan of Stephen First, I'd highly recommend picking up the DVD. We don't have many special features on it. Uh, Todd confirmed this that so far it's only scene selection, like interactive theatrical menus trailer and the <laughs> theatrical trailer. But well, you don't get, on the Blu-ray. You don't get interactive menus. You get a little pop-up that says theatrical trailer. <laughs> so. Okay, so they didn't even try. regular scene selection <laughs> and the trailer with the Blu-ray, which is really unfortunate. Uh, which, I mean, just a quick shout out. I'm not sure if you guys, the the doctor, Doctor Weitzman, mm-hmm. played by the role of Dennis Botsikaris. I know I butchered that name. I saw the movie a couple of days ago. I apologize, but the the actual doctor who was had that who had these four under his care. It was the biggest trip for me to see the guy from Batteries Not Included. Because that's the first thing I thought of. I mean, I'm not sure if are you, you guys might not be familiar with Batteries Not Included. I, I saw he played the role of Mason in, in Batteries Not Included, who was in love with the pregnant lady in the apartment building. He was the artist. Anyhow, regardless. Anyway, check out the film if you like all those guys. But if, even if <laughs> next even week, you'll him, talk about Cocoon. <laughs> 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 if you're a fan of Michael Keaton's comedic roles, you have to check this out. Unfortunately, as of October 22nd, not available to stream anywhere for free. However, is available for rent or purchase wherever you purchase or rent your favorite digital films, films on digital, digital formats of films. And of course, uh, I just got to say, do you guys have anything else before I head out? Because I was about to kick into my trivia. I before. do want to say one thing real quick. You know, yes. I'm pretty sure the reason this movie flopped when it did and when it originally came out was because all the Dans were protesting because of Batman. <laughs> People were like, I'm not going to go see that. Screw that guy. He's playing our ruined Batman. <laughs> that Something could be said for that. Oh, he's going to kill Batman. Why are we going to see him in this movie? You already had the other guy make fun of Frankenstein. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, of course, this week and every week, Monday, I'll be hosting trivia at the Rush Bar and Grill beginning at 630 in Lake Forest. Tuesdays at the Brewery in Placentia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesdays in Los Alamitos at Griffin's Grill beginning at 730. And at the Honeypot Meadery in Anaheim on Thursdays beginning at 730 as well. Every song you hear has something to do with the answer and a grand prize available of $25 cash if anybody can figure out why I select the final song for the final question. And, of course, there are other prizes available as well. Always free. Always a good time to check out. I highly recommend it. Do you guys, one last call, have anything else you'd like to say before we head out for the evening? Good evening. Oh, check out that Spider-Man 2. That's all. I hate it. <laughs> Well, Christmas is right around the corner, so maybe <laughs> some of us are waiting for that. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, Todd. Was there something else? Or Greg? Did I good evening. Something? Nothing uh, else for me. Good evening is something you say at the beginning 
No, um, no, you say it at the end also. No, you say good night at the end. No, I don't. I also say, say have a good night. You okay, well, say, because you are an Alfred Hitchcock no, master and know the way it's supposed to be. Well, no, just good think, evening. Just okay, done. just just, just think, about this. think right. about this. Think about this. Think about this. Evening is early night, right? So when you say have a good evening, you're like, oh man, am I am I done for the night? Like, have a good evening. I haven't done anything tonight. You're done. But for when the you night. say have a good night, man, I had. 20 minutes filled with entertainment just now. 20, 25 minutes filled with entertainment right now. Have a good night. I am having a good night. Thank you, Ozzy V. See, that's 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 how you do things. You say good night. So say good night, Todd. No. Oh, meanwhile, the, meanwhile, the people who are listening to this in the morning are like, none of you care for me. <laughs> good morning. Now, there you go. I only say good night and thank you for joining us. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. As I say in the beginning is because we do air this Monday evenings beginning at 6 p.m. on YouTube Pacific Standard Time, of course. But of course, is available on all of your favorite audio platforms if you would like to listen to us in your car. And you won't have to see Todd's thumbs up. So, for Flesh Wound producer Todd and world famous juggler Greg Larson, anything else, gentlemen? Good evening. Okay, I'm Ozzy V, and we'll see you next week right here on a brand new episode of Flesh Wound Farce. <laughs>